Welcome to episode 261 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. This week's pod is one of the podcasts that we recorded whilst we were at Sports Interactive HQ at Here East. And this is the first of two interviews with Sports Interactive team members. Um, so I'll let us take it away with our interview with Ant Farley. Uh, it's a fantastic thing. Um, so sit back and enjoy wherever you are listening. So, Ant, hello. Thank, uh, thank you for joining us. In, Thanks well, very much in, for having me. In the Sports Interactive offices at Here East. Um, I guess we should get started by you introducing who you are, what you do, and uh, how long you've been working at Sports Interactive. Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, excited, looking forward to this. Um, my name's Ant. Um, my job title is Design Producer uh, at Sports Interactive. Um, I've been here for 14 years, so a long time. Um, I've been a design producer since January of this year. Uh, I was in QA for a very long time before that, though. Various different roles, lead, management, head of QA for a little while in an interim position as well. So did all of that stuff. But yeah, new gig for me, relatively speaking, is design producer. That means that was about two years after you were born oh, when yeah. you started here, then. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So with the with the obviously a lot of experience in QA, how does the new role differ from that? Well, the thing about QA is you, especially here at Sports Interactive, is you involve yourself in as much as you want to really in the department. One of the things I think we're really good at is you look around the studio and there's people that started in QA in every position in the studio, you know, like comms, production, management, IT. Um, so while I was in QA, I actually did um, a good three, four years where I was also writing content for the game, um, the conversations and social feed strings and those sorts of things. And that obviously kind of scratched the design itch in terms of creating stuff for the game as well as just testing it. Um, and as we've sort of grown a design department over the last three, four years here, um, yeah, the production role was something I kind of really was keen to get involved in because um, I loved my time in QA, but it's nice to start thinking about the stuff that's coming down the line as opposed to trying to break the stuff that's actually there. Um, so, yeah, it kind of always been an interest to in me, the creative side. Um, and, yeah, lovely new role for me to get involved in those creative people. It's a very different kind of uh, way of working, but really enjoying it so far. You said that you were, you used to write some of the conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Were you one of the first Twitter, tro- tr- Twitter trolls that came into the, or the social media troll in the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, on, those, on that screen. I, you know I think you probably could say on. that, yeah, on the social <laughs> feed. Yeah, I was, I was heavily involved in the first implementation of that. So um was writing a lot of the pre- and post-match content, mm-hmm. which was where you get some of the most <laughs> trolly comments, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think I loved that feature because it's um it let us be a bit more, I don't know, self-referential in some ways. Mm. And um, so much of the work that I was doing up until that point, you're kind of really structured within the football world whereas it's the first time we gave a voice to people outside of that and you know it could be a bit more irreverent with it which was a lot of fun I was just thinking about Proudy's recent episode he, he always quotes some of the oh, tweets it, and he, he gets wound up by some of them doesn't he yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I've, I've done a you know if the tweets have wound you up or if your player's been unhappy of wound you up then I'm 
the man to moan. <laughs> 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 I always, love, I always love, love the one where it's just like, oh, I'm so glad that end manager X has played a four, uh, five three two, a Gagan press wide attacking style because that's the, definitely the way I'd play. It just it, every time I read it, it makes me smile. So, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> like, the, like my uh, my mum's yoga instructor. I think we um, the first year that went out, we won a didn't happen of the year award on that Twitter feed. Yeah. That's yeah. A, brilliant, a proud moment. The um, the one that's about. You know, my three-year-old daughter was saying there's no way he'll go because he doesn't fit our system. Uh, yeah. that there's no way he's going to play Catalacho this week, is there? Exactly, yeah, yeah. That was a proud moment for me. Didn't happen in the year award. I'll get that on the TV. Quality. With you being here for so long, uh, obviously you've been through three offices now as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, how does the time in the, the initial office... How do, how does that how does that differ from moving obviously much more many more colleagues to share the yeah. space with but also a very different space how have you found that sort of transition yeah I mean it's I find I'm guilty of saying this a lot to you know people that haven't been here as long but um, you kind of don't realise how fast the studios moved when you've been here for so long so you don't have that comparison point right um, but every now and then I'm guilty of getting a bit nostalgic for the old Old Street office and remembering some of the stuff that used to go on there and just think quite oh, it's very different time back then um i'm really lucky in that i've worked with real close mates here um there's three of us only two of us now Stu left uh, last year but um went to school together and ended up working together so um yeah the old street office was kind of a lot of fun in a lot of ways um you know the lunchtime football and everything's continued but there's not quite so much um post-match arguing or <laughs> post-match debriefs these days as they used to be um yeah, it was, um, it was a good laugh. I remember my first year that I worked on the title was Football Manager 2009 um, and launch day of Football Manager 2009 was quite a fraught one, quite frantic. There was um, a lot of people that couldn't activate the game. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah, it was really kind of high tension, high stress. Um, everyone was kind of like really trying to get this stuff sorted. And I remember this speaks to the quality of the old office. A mouse got loose in the QA office um, and there was it was like a Looney Tunes episode honestly there's people standing on desks and trying to get this mouse chucking bins at it and I remember thinking these poor people that can't activate the game could see us all in the moment trying to catch this mouse in the office I think there'd be a bit of a disconnect there but yeah, yeah we don't have any of those problems at the new one it's a much nicer space <laughs> no animals were harmed during that <laughs> no animals were harmed no, yeah definitely not we didn't get anywhere near it <laughs> Uh, yeah, marking and tackling five. Than, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we should get into some of uh, the actual questions that we we sort of had set up. So we always start with sort of some relatively easy sort of openers. So which football team do you support and why? Obviously, we have had people who have abstained from this question. Right. Okay. So um, in fact, I, it was it, not not from SI. I will say it was, it Sam. was uh, Sam Teague uh, yeah. who we had from the Ranks FC podcast did abstain from answering that question, wow. which is. Bizarre. No it's the sort of thing you reserve for the House of Commons, but <laughs> trial that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, feel free to abstain if you wish. But we will judge you for it. <laughs> well, I think you'll judge me anyway because I'm a Southern United fan. Um, although match going, season ticket holding, Manchester United fan. Um, the reason I support Manchester United is one of those things that just sounds like a lie when I tell people. But they lost the first game I ever watched. Um, I grew up in a house that didn't really have any football fans and I was at primary school. It was the 95 Cup final. Not against Villa. 
against Everton. Everton, yeah. A friend of mine, at, you know, in the playground said, "Yo, you watching the football of the weekend?" I was like, like, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, don't know anything about it. Um, and I guess even then, a bit of a liking the underdogs resulted in me going, right, wherever goes a goal down, I'll cheer for them to get back into it. Um, and, you know, I didn't get back into it. Lost that game 1-0. Um, I like to tell myself I'd hate Liverpool either way. So that's good. But um, the interesting thing is, I only need to think back to one year later in the 96 Cup final um, and Cantona with that last minute oh, yeah. winner. Liverpool. And I was so hooked like that just that one year of you know watching my first ever game to the next year the cup final winning it I remember know. having to watch both of those on a tiny 14 inch like colour TV because <laughs> it was the, the the TV that we were allowed to have the game consoles on sure sure. Um, in the adjoining dining room to my mum and dad's lounge but it's like it, it's one of those sorts of memories oh, that sort of <laughs> I, mean, I mean joining lounge it's it, the two rooms <laughs> the whole in it's not really much of a flex it's, it's, not, open, a it's not open plan <laughs> yeah exactly it's not open plan it was supposed to be I was just listening and it was like exactly the same because the first game I went to see was Man United and they lost against Villa in the Coca-Cola Cup Right, and right, it was right. kind of they always say I'm a, a closet Man United fan but I kind of was because it was the first team yeah. I saw and, and then as I grew up and a bit more local I kind of started following West Ham but as you started saying it I was like no this is a bit weird that's <laughs> why I was like oh, Villa was it? <laughs> yeah I mean you know you should support your local <clears throat> team my answer to that is always like if you could tell me who my local team <clears throat> was when I grew up in Pluckley, Kent then you know you'll be doing very Gillingham. well would have been Gillingham, but Gillingham was about an hour and a half yeah. away, and they were like non-league at the time. Never heard of them in my life. And if you could you support know. Man United, why yeah, not? Exactly. So yeah, I, I kind of, um, you know, when I'm sat on those trains every, well, every other week that cost me a fortune, yeah. <laughs> five hours of the day, I'm always thinking, well, you, know, well, you are supporting. You're team, supporting. But, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of effort when you're doing that week in week out. I bet you're kind of thankful for the away games around. Sort of I can't even way. apply for weight no, games. Yeah, it's a wrong Us being in the Europa League means that. So I got offered last year Atletico Madrid away, mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't have a passport, and I regret that massively. Oh. I mean, anyway, but us being in the Europa League will mean that people won't want to go to those away games, so we'll be able to get some away games. Yeah. So a little little um, uh, away tour. I can't forget that about the like the the away allocation be like being an issue like that, yeah. especially with such a like a global fan base. I know we are kind of moving slightly off piste, but it always happens. Absolutely impossible to get away tickets. You know, really difficult. No, not not really an issue with Blackburn. Yeah. So <laughs> you get paid to watch Blackburn. So. I, I wish that was the case. Free chicken with your season ticket. <laughs> I don't think that's we, it. we just get dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, would suit you better, Matt. Anyway, <laughs> I really don't know how that would suit you better, honest. But nevertheless, I thought you were just talking about Sullivan and Gold. Yeah, I was. Oh, excellent. There we go. Dave's granddad. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a throwback. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so let's get this back on topic. Obviously, you've you've worked at SI for quite a while, mm -hmm. but have you always played FM? Oh. In uh, I mean, you could probably say that it ruined my education, um, so it kind of opened me a bit for oh, living. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> lot of raised hands there. Um, yeah, I think my first version was ninety nine two thousand. I think it might have been ninety eight ninety nine. It was the one with the black box yeah. when it used to come in the box. Um, 
and yeah, hooked ever since. To be honest, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, just about. I was there, just about, yeah. No, you know, I thought I was the year you were actually born. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Older than that. 97? Yeah. There we go. I think very similar era to, to most of us, I mm. think, then. I was just going to ask, like, has, so you said the first game you worked on was 09? Yeah. So let's say you've about 10 years of playing the game. Mm-hmm in its various forms until you started working here like has working here in obviously 14 years changed your enjoyment of the game um, either in terms of like you're looking for things that most people wouldn't look for right. or or the opposite you're ignoring you know you, you're shutting off all of that and playing away well you need to have self-discipline <laughs> that's the thing because when you're party to knowing how it works and knowing all the calculations and the stuff going on under the hoods you've got to really shut that off when you're playing it and um I lose count of the amount of saves that I've ruined just because I've had a peek at the PA of a new game because I can. And you've got to like really go, no, if you don't see that. <laughs> it must be quite difficult though, like having that, I mean, mostly as we've walked through, everyone's got two screens and I could absolutely see me working on this screen and having FM on this screen and it's acceptable to have that here. Right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that must be so, the, the discipline for you not just to go, Oh, I should play that cup final. Let's just do pre-season and, yeah. oh, that's my day gone. I would be ruined doing that. Well, it's weird because, I mean, particularly in QA and still now in design, it's um, it's the first thing that drops off, right? Like, playing the game's important. Yeah. We want people to be playing the game, particularly in QA, right? You know, you want to experience it as an end player is going to experience it. Where do I it. put my CV? <laughs> um, but it's, you know, there's so many kind of specific tasks you need and this area you need to look at and these bugs you need to regress, etc., or on design, you know, you're looking at a particular panel or module that you're like thinking creatively about. The the first thing that drops off really is actually playing the game. So, you know, um, over the years we'd have to schedule it in, right? You know, you've got a, a play day today. Like this is where you're playing the game. Oh, what a shame! This is you know, um, first world problems and all that. But yeah, um, you're right. You know, you can have it up. You can be playing, but it's it, it's a very different mindset when you're working when you're playing. I guess a novelty of being able to play all the time kind of wears off a little bit. Well, it never has for okay. me. I've got to be honest. You, you must know, like it completely still... run out of saves as well, though. I think the thing is, is that you you kind of um, you've got to stop it becoming habitual. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I kind of find myself quite often starting to save and go. I'm signing the same players. I'm this doing is, the same stuff, and you've got to impose more limits. This on yourself. really links back to a, a conversation we had about making FM harder. Mm. You, like we were talking about the box at the start where you can tick to use fake names mm-hmm. and that will stop you from signing the same player yeah. every time and I think that would be that could also stop you ruining saves that you really enjoy as well because yeah. yeah well I, I like I, as I say I impose rules on myself so I have like you know, this save, I'm only signing British players. Yeah. I like that. Like managing abroad and you're only allowed to sign British players. That day, signing Portuguese players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I did that was Portuguese only, so. Portuguese yeah. only, yeah. yeah. Just a wolf save. <laughs> just a wolf save, yeah. Everyone save. <laughs> I, I won't sign any player that's got a work rate under 15. Okay. And that can be, you know, someone that's 14. You're like, yeah. oh, I quite want this yeah. player, but no, you've got to stick yeah. to your rules. Yeah. And um, I think that... that level of self-imposed challenge keeps it fresh in a way that probably wouldn't if you know I was just doing the same thing time and time again for you know the last 14 years at work it's very similar to us like you've done your 
whatever save it was you did last year where you imposed your rules with the French yeah. Angers. The Angers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Newcastle one he's doing. And the Newcastle one, yeah. <laughs> it's it just all, the, all of the rules, none yeah. of the success. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that is just one way of, like like you said, Matt's favourite word, the narrative, building that narrative yeah. and building that kind of that enjoyment around it. And so who's your save at the moment? Who are you? So at the moment, I get to a stage most seasons of the last 10 years where I get so excited about who I can get rid of at United that yeah. I'll just start saves, play through that first window and bin off, okay. you know, Martial, yeah. <laughs> etc. those players yeah. that I can do without. Um, so I'm, I'm in that holding pattern now, just, you know, start that, see what next season might look like United. Yeah. Um, my most recent save that I was probably into was a Blackburn save, actually, uh, oh. which came up earlier. Obviously listened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got very, very good but I was at that point where I kept finishing second, I think like three seasons on the trot and I need to return to that save and actually finally win the league with them in the Premier League. And yeah. Um, so the AI is actually pretty good with Blackburn, which is odd seeing that happen. And I don't know why, because financially it's a mess <laughs> in real life. Um, and But they seem to do okay most of the time. In my save that I've got at the moment, they're not, they're still in the championship since sort of, they still got Tony Mowbray as manager, which is even more bizarre because I've seen him be sacked quite early on, mm. and then all of a sudden they rock it up to the cha- uh, the Premier League pretty quickly after that. Uh, so I do think maybe he's the the handbrake holding them back, at least in an AI sense. But um, what? Uh, so did you start with them from like the start date, or did you like semi year forward? Or- no, I started with them from the start date. Um, I think. I'm a very irresponsible manager, frankly, because it's kind of promotion or, or bust first season. It's like, oh, I oh, love the never never. Yeah, yeah I love gamble that. Yeah. that club's future on going up that season, and then kind of someone else can pick up the pieces if yeah. not. So yeah, I did. Um, I got that first season promotion just about via the playoffs, and then you kind of like, well, I'm all right now, and um, I kept uh, Harry Pickering, is it? Yeah, and uh, Ryan Niambe were my fullbacks moving forward they were still my fullbacks when we were title challenging but the rest of that side was the Namibian scratch. the Namibian Cafu <laughs> the Namibian Cafu yeah. it's, it's funny how it happens I did a Pentagon challenge this year um, and what I wanted to do was go from completely unemployed nothing no badges to the top of the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and that was my save this year and right at the end I just couldn't get to the top like we were, there were so many league titles so I had to win so much to the point where over the course of three seasons I spent a nearly two billion quid with Bayern Munich um, <laughs> I've left them now and I just want to I kind of want to sim a couple of years just to see how bad it is but then we just get random uh, soft drink sponsors for like 700 million pounds every year so it's fine yeah it's I mean fine. the game will course correct quite often with the finances you've got to you've got to work pretty hard to actually oh I work pretty hard <laughs> <to be laughs> <fair. laughs> um, yeah that's always something that uh, you'll see certainly new testers year on year when I was in QA for a long time that would, they'd kind of try that right let's bankrupt Chelsea see okay. what happens and log bugs based on how the game behaves if you ever need help with that let me know because I can bankrupt clubs very well <laughs> <laughs> it's a string to your boat yes it, it very much is so going through your sort of FM history what is like a particular save that really stands out in the memory we've spoke to sort of Neil about his previous days when he we've interviewed him in the past and he's got a few that are sort of a, quite near and dear to his heart still. Do you right. have any of those particular saves? It doesn't matter which version of the game it's from. Right, sure, any, yeah. any that you feel like, whether it's unfinished business or that you won everything and it was just like, 
a team of wonder kids? Well, I think that there's, there's a couple that stick out to me, a few actually. So I think Rushton and Diamonds, everyone has a great Rushton and Diamonds story from back in the day because they yeah, were kind of... a football <laughs> team that aren't a football team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I live about pre where Nen Park used to be. Right, so. right, yeah. And there was, a, there was a couple of versions where they were like, had a lot more funding than they should have had for the level they were at. And you could kind yeah. of get some real big name players playing at quite a low level and bring them up. But that was, um, that was always a fun one. More recently, I'm going to go completely the opposite with this. And I had a Burnley save for... FM twenty one, I think that, that is quite quite a quite a move. That is going <laughs> from Burnley to Blackburn. <laughs> um, one version removed, anyway. Yeah, that was that was a real favourite, and I played that till about twenty thirty six or something. And I never won the Club World Cup, and I should go back and do it. But the new version came out at that point. But um, yeah, I, I took Adam Armstrong uh, in the first season, and he was just. Unbelievable for me is an advanced. That's even more crazy. The fact that you signed a Blackburn player, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he told you how irresponsible he is. He just said, no, <laughs> no principles, no, no regard. I must admit that was part of the lure. I kind of thought, um, you know, get him to be a real villain at Blackburn, and yes. a real hero for Burnley was a bit of a, a narrative that I enjoyed. But he was unplayable, and he was like Inter was sniffing around him at one point after he was getting, Christ. you know. 15, 20 goals a season for Burnley, but I kept him there the whole time. And I must admit, that's one where I had a new gen come through, Andrew Galbraith, and he was unbelievable. Like, just knew this was a world-class striker I had on. And I ruined it. I lost the discipline. I had a little peek at the PA. It goes, the magic goes at that point. (laughs) And, you know, I've been, as I say, 2036, I've been so kind of diligently playing that as playing, not a working and, you know, I think it was a crossover between two versions when we were moving from uh, 21 to 22. And I was like, well, load up my save, see what it looks like. And, yeah, you just too much slap yourself on the wrist. Then I peek behind the curtain. I'm, and I'm glad you could have been here, though. <laughs> and this is a great place for you to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's ultimately you ruined it for yourself. Exactly, yeah. yeah there's no one, no one other than me harmed by that. And, yeah, that was a, a real shame. I think... Um, Another very memorable woman had a Newcastle save, um, and this was before they got taken over a few years ago. But they would get taken over in game quite regularly yeah, because obviously would, yeah. Ashley was looking to sell. And I got like a decent owner come in, so I had a bit of cash to splash and got Ross Barkley in. Ross Barkley turned into like the new Gaza, was how I kind of saw mm. him at Newcastle. Yeah. And I think there was a good, there was maybe three seasons in a row where it was Newcastle and Man United battling for the title and playing each other on the last day of each season. It was like winner takes all. And two years in a row, I lost those matches as Newcastle, and Ross Barkley missed a penalty in one, and had an offside goal disallowed in another. And then that third season, Ross Barkley braced to win it, and win the league, and exercise those demons. And that was, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Those um, those emergent narratives you get while playing, you know, it's a story creator FM. To sort of expand upon this, and it's probably this might be quite a, a bit of a brain dump for you, but what would be or make up your over all of the FMs you've ever played, or out of all of the saves you've ever played, your all time like eleven? And if you you include new gens, mm-hmm. uh, which you are fully entitled <laughs> to do, uh, we will need a bit more information sure. to be embellished upon us. There's so many. It's, it's you know choosing so quite hard. Isn't it? it really is hard. I guess um, I've I've had to think about this. 
I didn't settle on a keeper, so I failed at the first hurdle. But <laughs> <laughs> they're overrated. They're overrated. You don't really want to be. Yeah, no you know. grows up wanting to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> I think De Gea said it the other day. He's like, well, if I'm winning Player of the Year again, then something's gone wrong, and that is very much how I feel about it. But Vincent and Yamer. Guillermo Ochoa, Eagle oh, yes. Save, they're the three, and you can kind of have your pick. That explains the tweet the other week, the other day, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you just got tweet this out, find out who everyone likes using on FM because yeah. I can't, I can't decide on a goalkeeper. <laughs> I think I'll plump for Ochoa just because it's nice to see him every four years in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's glorious. <laughs> that this band. Oh. Wasn't that him that got in the row with Jack Grealish? Like? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah. of might have Loved. him over as well. Loved yeah, that. that's yeah, good. But yeah, I think I'll do your classic four-two-three-one. Uh, left back might be a new name. Tony Taggart. Has anyone ever brought up Tony Taggart before? Tony Taggart. I re- I Doesn't ring a bell. Name rings a bell, but I couldn't pick him out in the lineup. Yeah, so Tony Taggart was like a non-league journeyman, to be honest. I think he was at Hendon, Barnet, a few clubs like that. But I think it was CMO one hundred and two, where just you kind of if you feel by the attributes you needed for a fullback, mm. and you're like, you know. 113 for all of these things Tony Taggart would turn up you wouldn't be great for anything else but you know do exactly what you want him to do in that fullback role and yeah Tony Taggart was one of those ones that just rose and rose and rose with you and think very very fondly of him oh geez, remember Jamie Victory but real real fans <laughs> no Tony Taggart <laughs> the thing is, is as I say you know at school um, like lucky enough to go to school with people I ended up working up with here so you know we would like come in and he'd show your team off and talk about the players and all these players. Tony Taggart was like talk of the town for, for a little while there in my school. <laughs> yeah. I think very fondly of him at left back. Um, Centre half pairing. I'm going Isaac Okoronkwo. Oh, oh yes. yes. Isaac Okoronkwo and Taribo West. Shout oh, oh you got to have Taribo West. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nigerian pairing. If you, got, if you got classic football shirts, there's a wall shirt with Okoronkwo on the back. It's about 300 <laughs> quid though. He came for us for like one season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was that little spell where Shakhtar had yeah. you know, some very good players you could get quite cheap in Okoronkwo. Was always yeah, he was like yeah, 300,000 maybe or four. Yeah. I mean, if my memory, no, my memory isn't great. but uh, Very, very cheap, but 20 for strength. Unbelievable yeah, defender, just, yeah. You know, yeah. very, very powerful. I used to always, because I, I was Newcastle fan, so I would often do Newcastle saves, but yeah, I remember signing him quite a lot because we such a terrible defence. Right back, I'm going to go David Protten. Kind of has oh, to be. Oh, that's your, your, your era, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, well, it's David Protten or... Uh, Who's the other guy that people always say at fullback, right back? Mike Duff, no. Mike Duff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Duff or David Proton, and I'm just going to. David Proton is him with the hair, isn't it? Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, kind of modelling. This is very much a lockdown hair. We're allowed to that now, yeah. We're allowed to that. Pod special, the next one we're going to be recorded from a barber. Yeah, Nottingham Forest had David Proton and Chris Bart Williams. And you could, yeah, you know, great utility men there. Um, centre midfield pairing, Mark Kerr, obviously, I'd imagine everyone yeah. says Mark Kerr. Ori Freyris Carson? Ooh. No. We might need to write that one down. He's an Icelandic player and he could play midfield, attacking midfield, striker. And what was that? The Diablo tactic was oh, a I bit of a cheat a few years ago. Yeah. He had a, a midfield centre with an arrow all the way yeah. to the top. Oh, or yeah. Freyris Garson would absolutely clean up in, in that scenario. He was a bit of a cheat, to be honest. Saying OGs, oh, remember. Barrows and Pharaohs. Barrows and Pharaohs. Uh, <laughs> and they're not players either. No. The, so, the young ones. 
I don't think that that's a particularly viable pairing, frankly, because Oscarson's bombing forward, as is Mark Kerr, but I guess Mark Kerr's got, got the work rate. I always, well, I always like picture, because I'd seen, like, usually with, particularly sort of the, the championship manager era, you, you, you don't have, you know, it's not easy to obtain the sort of slightly more obscure players, especially around the act, like the mid, like early 2000s, mm. the internet kind of what wasn't what it is now, where you can just do a Google image search. So you search for Mark Kerr, you're not going to find a photo of him. Yeah. And then I saw a photo of him later on. I was like, oh, he was definitely a deep line playmaker. Like <laughs> none of this bombing forward luck. He would be sitting there, maybe, maybe occasionally marshalling the defence and then just pinging balls for Pulling fun. the strings, yeah. We yeah. could do anything. That's the thing with Mark Kerr. He could do absolutely anything. So, you know, I'll have him in the engine room there. Getting the legs in. <laughs> going to go Julius Agahawa. Okay, that's... I yeah, like AML. That. Yeah. Again, that Shakhtar Nigerian connection. Yeah, yeah. Kim Kalstrom, AMC, which everyone yeah. I'd imagine says. And I really agonised over my strikers and my right winger. And I don't know that I landed anywhere, but Marco Del Vecchio. Oh, wow. On Roma, right wing from Roma. Roma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Very, very old school, but that was one of my first things I would do when I was starting a Savers United back when I was very young, would be raid Roma. Uh, I had like a, you know, real romanticism about Roma and they had... Was Montella there at the Montella, same time? Montella, yeah, yeah, yeah. Montella yeah. and Del Vecchio were yeah. the two that I'd get. And I'd try and get Martin Palermo as well every time. Oh, I think it was a Juniors. Yeah, just that forward line was unbelievable. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get Del Vecchio in and put him wide right, even though that's probably not where he'd be ideal. And then up top, I've settled on Fabian Brandy. Oh, wow. Is, I, I, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Former United youngster, yeah. of course. Mm. And he was another one that you could just get at a lower league and he'd be unbelievable. Because his pace was insane. Pace was insane. Yeah. Finishing was decent. Work rate was decent. And you could just keep him. You could get him at like League One and he'd still be doing a job in the yeah. Championship and then he'd still be doing a job while you're relegation fighting the Premier League and then still be doing a job so there is a pushing for Europe. A slightly more contemporary version although it's not that contemporary now, is Jamil Adam. He right. was very similar, like quick and could finish. Uh, he, he started at Barnsley, um, but uh, I don't th- I think he's retired now. Actually, Irish. Um, <laughs> Jamil Adam. You all look at me. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so you, you, you like, like the, I, it was one of those that I thought, oh, you might remember him or not. I'm surprised I haven't come across it, yeah. But uh, he, he's not very know. much... No, no, no. Does he not live down the street from you? He probably does. Yeah, yeah. My neighbours don't talk to me, do <laughs> But it's weird you mentioned Fabian uh, Brandy. I've met, seen, I think, maybe Gary Neville actually, who retweeted his like soccer school. Yeah. Which uh, I'd seen not too long ago. So, But the, he was one of my like lower league pickups all the time. Mm. He'd usually get released yeah. and then get this free signing and he would really carry you up the leagues basically. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I think he does a lot of good community work as well, actually, post-retirement. So, yes, football schools and this, that and the other. So, yeah, Fabian Brandy, big name for me. So, you mentioned uh, Del Vecchio. It may have been a, a, a game or two after that, but I always remember United always signing uh, Marco De Vallo. Yeah. yeah. Always, yeah. always signing him. I, I can't remember if that was 2000, 2001 or 2001-02. Um, Between him and Diego Tristan, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always, without fail, they would always sign him. I, I always had a United save, and I used to have Jorkaev and Jorge. Albertini in the middle. Oh, that right, was my midfield. Right. I just, I think one of the first things I ever did on or CM as it was back then was sign Jalmina oh, for, for United. Yes, and he was your archetypal, like mercurially talented, but absolute hothead. 
And um, I think I got him in at the expense of Paul Scholes one year, which as a United fan is yeah. sacrilegious, to be honest. But Jalmina, yeah, that was a... Yeah, I mean, my friend used to sign Ed Bundo from Vasco yeah. as well. What a player. <laughs> This is just turning into we a could just see, this is video of this. Football fest. Are we allowed That's to say see him? Okay, so we've had your all-time 11, um, but we run a little feature called the Wonderkid Hall of Fame. Um, we will, I'll reel off a list in a moment um, because we would like you to uh, suggest so, uh, a nominee for who should sort of be included within our Hall of Fame. So what the players we've already ran the rule over are Freddie Adu, Robbie Keane, John Fleck, Luka Modric, Kerrison, Edda Alvarez-Balanta, Henry Savet, uh, Mika Richards, Oscar Astari, Freddie Guarin, Carlos Fierro, Igor, <laughs> Igor Akinfeev, Mike Duff, Mark Kerr, Anthony Van Den Bore, Carlos Vela, Bojan, Chano Samba, Gabriel Barbosa, Lukaku and Hatem Ben Arthur was uh, the most recent one. What a list. Mm. That is a, a what a list. list. But, so the, the things we usually adjudicate or the, the criteria are uh, wonderkidness, which is basically how many FMs were there a wonderkid mm -hmm. for, then their real life output, how good they actually were as players. And then there is ob obviously the, the personal element of how much we actually used them, sure. were they any good for us personally? The anecdotal yeah. uh, ruling, I guess. Um, do you have anyone that comes off the top of your head, Wonder Kid-wise, that you think we should put in? Well, I love that Kerrison show on there, to be honest, I, don't, I can't <laughs> look further than Kerrison as my actual favourite, but ignoring that... We spoke about the Scarson, but that got a lot of blank faces in the room. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> so we can maybe have to get our results. Method to go and research and actually pick sure. up the old game and play. And I'm sure fun. a lot of our listeners have nodded their head when you've said <laughs> it as well. There's a lot of OGs out there. So I think, um, again, it might be a bit of an obvious one, but Javier Saviola, I'm surprised, isn't oh, on that list. What a shame. How has he not come up in conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That genuinely yeah, hasn't yeah. come up. I mean, you know, he, he was a player that he, he, I got him at Rushton and Diamonds in one of those things. So you had that one to give factor if you can get him wherever you are. He'd always turn out pretty amazing. And he had one of those kind of quite romantic one, the kid real life careers, yeah. where he actually he did play for Barcelona, yeah. didn't he? He did, he did kind of make it at the top level, but maybe not quite to the level that, you know, you might have might have thought from some of his output in the game. But I think Saviola, I could make quite a strong case for Saviola. Like maybe maybe we, it could be our first double entry with uh, Pablo Imar that as well oh, okay like th those <laughs> two together like I ha how yeah. many saves do I have around that time oh, when I you signed both of them for, yeah. River, yeah. for River Plate yeah. every time I think I signed Saviola for 75 grand yeah. or something yeah. for River Plate yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Imar as well that's a great show oh. he was he was an absolutely beautiful player to watch in real life as well Imar he's an absolute wizard oh that is yeah. How, how have we not? I don't. I, I genuinely really don't know Saviola. how that's not come up before. Because <laughs> that I don't is... know if you'd have Saviola like, as a wonder kid. It, would he have come through? Young championship enough? manager. He was there in the, as a wonder kid. Like, like, I'm not. I'm not doubting he's brilliant. But would you have classed him I as that kind of explosive? The same one? as Harlan though. Yeah. Harlan's like he almost like it's just it's big instant, time straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Instant, yeah. instant success rather than sort of gradual build up and like 
there's like speculation in the press that he's going to be amazing. He just almost was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's like Kerrison. Like he went to Barcelona and done nothing, and yeah. like he literally was. It was wonder kidness, yeah. and they it kind of felt like well, they signed it's, him it's off the like, back of that. It's like Sherman yeah. Cardenas, yeah. all of the, like load. There's so many South American players mm-hmm. that are of that same ilk. Where a Curlon as well, yeah. and another oh, one. Curlon. It, like, it's uh, Paolo Enrique Ganjo. Yeah. <laughs> Paolo Enrique Ganjo. <laughs> uh, of that sort of era where either they, they either made the move and didn't make an impact that they were expected to or they just never left. Yeah. And so they just stay in Brazil or country that they come from and never never took off at all. Yet yeah, they have that little bit of football manager history sort of locked away that that's, you know, that's... That's in the bank, if even if they, their actual career is completely full in on itself. Well, I love that that period in a wonder kid where you kind of have to have the conversation with yourself about: Well, are they a wonder kid anymore, or are they just unbelievable? Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, Wayne Rooney, right, was a wonder kid yeah. for a long time, and then mm-hmm. it's, well, hang on, actually, no, he's kind of just arrived fully formed, and it's the same with Harland, it seems at the minute, and some of those sorts of players. But I guess you know the romantic in you wants to see a bit of a like a path, yeah. a bit of a story. I guess sometimes it, it just it's, come it's out always the relative to the player as well. You think about Messi; he he was he arrived on the world stage like instantly. But equally, they kind of knew already, didn't they? Like he was, but he then, was there. But then his level went from like really mm. good already to world yeah. class. Mm. But it was it wasn't like an instant like season. It was probably three seasons, maybe four seasons, that it took for him to really reach his what would become a, a constant peak for, yeah, for yeah. 10, 12 years. Well, like a recent one as well, yeah. relative to Dave, he's trink out. Yeah. You know, everybody, he was in everyone's FM saves and then he's gone to Wolves. Wolves <laughs> loved him, didn't you? Yeah, he was, he was bad. He was bad. He's still got a chance. So it's so he's going to sport him. Yeah, yeah, so back in a country, I think it'll suit him a little bit better. So. Or his home country. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All that. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Well, we are relatively short on time with you, Anne, so we will look to rack, wrap things up. But we usually ask for either an odd experience or an anecdote th- from your time working at Sports Interactive. Uh, so we've had <laughs> we've had um, doing shots with Big Sam, uh, Brocky borrowing Ray Houghton's boots. Right. We've had um, CJ and his... Meg, getting no, Meg yeah. by Rachel Yankee. So, have you got anything that can rival any of those? Well, I shared a pitch with Tonton Zola Makoku. Yeah, we had Tonton in, in the Old Street offices, um, and he came down and he played five aside. Um, and the anecdote from it, I was actually not on the pitch while it was happening, so I got a great view from the sidelines. But what a penalty! Tonton stepping up to take it, obviously. He tried to do some kind of fancy, like kick it to his left foot with his right, yeah. like double hit of it, bit of flair, yeah. really, as you'd expect from a, a man of that sort of calibre. Yeah. Didn't come off at all. David <laughs> Dundit. Yeah, David Dundit. Sort of trickled wide. Didn't look great at all. Egg on his face. And kind of the perfect encapsulation really <laughs> but it was, a, it was a great moment seeing him seeing him in the flesh and seeing him in action but yeah sharing a picture with Tonton Zola Makoki that was very surreal well that, that's, that's, that's pretty a, that's good that is, that, that is absolutely <laughs> up there uh, one final question um, what is your over your sort of 14 years of working here what has been your proudest moment 
I think it was our reaction when he said Saviola we all were delighted oh you spoke about it didn't happen in the year well didn't we that's pretty good um, I don't know if I can get a bit serious I suppose um, the 2020 cycle to be honest um, first time during lockdown we were trying to get a game out there with no one in the office like new platforms that year, Xbox, it was kind of really hard going, frankly. Um, and I was in an interim head of QA position at that stage. Um, so that was kind of all of a sudden responsibility for like a team of 50. But, you know, we were all going through this weird experience that we kind of, you know, like didn't really know how to operate in. And I think, frankly, just the fact that we pulled that off and got a game out that, you know, made a lot of people happy in a pretty crap time for people mm. that's the kind of serious answer proudest moment oh, gee, that's, that's great yeah absolutely mm. no, echo that that's good thank you very much for spending some of your afternoon with us it's been I've really enjoyed chatting with you love right. regaling about sort of the older versions <laughs> as well, and getting some insight on your role that you've sort of recently moved into as well so thank you well, thanks very much for having me it's good well, night thank, thank you thanks a lot guys cheers that that does bring the episode to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. I can't really say goodbye folks when I'm recording this after the fact. But nevertheless, until next week, 